Welcome to Under 30, a podcast brought to you by the partnership between the European Commission and the Council of Europe in the field of youth. The partnership organized a seminar titled Visible Value, strengthening the implementation of the European Youth Work Agenda in Eastern and Southeast Europe that happened in November in Sarajevo in Bosnia and Herzegovina. My name is Dariusz Grzemny and together with my co-host Laszlo Milutinovic, in this episode of Under 30, we are discussing the content and the outcomes of the seminar with our guests, Zara Lavchan and Dragan Atanasov, who were the general rapporteurs in the seminar. Let's maybe start with the introductions. Yes, hello, I'm Zara, uh, Zara Lavcham. In the recent years, I work a lot in the youth work and youth policy field, trying to develop the infrastructure, training opportunity, promoting a bit the recognition on the level of the country, but also working a lot on the, in the international activities, working with different organizations to really try to bring youth work into the agenda and mainstreaming it into the policy-related strategies as well. I'm also myself a youth trainer in the field the non-formal education part of the pool of trainers of the Council of Europe. Very happy to join this podcast on this particular event. So my name is Dragan. I am based in North Macedonia. My main job is a secretary general of the Macedonian Professional Association of Youth Workers, Union for Youth Work. So I'm involved in many processes leading to standardization, professionalization, and most importantly, recognition of youth work in the country, but also widely in Europe as a freelance trainer, researcher and consultant in the field of youth work and non-formal education. Thank you, Zara, and thank you, Dragan. Laszlo, you are in double role here. You are a co-host, but also you have been in the conference. If you can explain a little bit the title, what's behind it, this visible value, what was the seminar actually about and why was it organized and how it fits within the partnership program? Thank you, Derek. And hi, Zara. Hi, Dragan. Very nice to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, so my name is Laszlo Milutinovic. And actually, maybe shortly to tell about myself, I work with, at the Youth Partnership and I'm responsible specifically for projects related to the implementation of the Youth Work Agenda. And that's why I'm also here today. About the title, and thanks for asking that, Derek. We have this title because as some of the listeners might also know we have a specific page dedicated at our website, at the partnership website, to recognition of youth work. And it's called Visible Value, because we are trying to, to somehow call attention to the importance of the recognition of youth work and the contribution of youth work to social inclusion and participation of young people in Europe. That, that is behind the title. And then when it comes to the event itself, so the Visible Value Seminar was a regional seminar, meaning that we gathered members of the youth work community of practice from two regions, actually, from Eastern Europe and also from Southeast Europe, with the aim of, of discussing how the European youth work agenda has been implemented, what processes are in place to, to develop youth work in the two regions. And you also asked me about how it fits into the work of the partnership. Basically, what is very important to know here that in our work plan for 2022-23, the Youth Partnership has been trying to step up its activities in youth work, and we received a specific mandate from our partner institutions, also from the Council of Europe and from the European Union, to, to have a stronger role in the implementation of the Youth Work Agenda as a follow-up also of the third Youth Work Convention. 
And we have basically three main directions where we are trying to be more active now. One is to develop and enhance the dialogue of the user community of practice. Another area is strengthening the recognition of users through research and through activities. And also, in general, the third area is to support the initiatives of the two partner institutions, so the EU and the Council of Europe in the field of USERC in general. And we also have a specific geographical focus. So when it comes to all of our activities and research projects, we are trying to specifically reach out to the members of the community of practice from the two regions and, and also to give a special support and attention and in that sense, I think it was a very interesting event and many participants gave the feedback that they enjoyed and appreciated this occasion to, to come back together, to share about similarities in the challenges that face or they used to face before. I think Zara and Dragan, they will tell a lot more about that. I think it was in that sense a very interesting experience to bring the two regions together. Thank you, Laszlo, for this for this introduction. So now we know what the title is about, what was the seminar about. So the implementation of European youth work agenda in Southeast and Eastern Europe. So it's about the development, the recognition of youth work, many other things probably as well. Let's start a little bit with the impressions from this seminar. So what was the seminar for you like? I think I can share a few very bright impressions, I would say, which for me made the seminar a unique seminar for, for myself. First of all, of course, it was that these two regions, when we're talking about regions in general, in some places you need to understand what a region is, because it's a region, a group of countries who are just next to each other geographically, or it's a group of countries who are in a similar development dynamics, or it's a group of countries who are sharing some specific type and characteristics of people living there. So I think for me, one of the first reflections also uh, about this was, so what do we mean when we say regions? I mean, th th today in the Eastern region, we are facing and we're looking at a lot of conflict situations, very difficult situations. And can we call this really a region which is sharing anything in common? When we talk about the Southeast Europe, how does that look as a region? So for me, this was very interesting to look at these dynamics and the impression that this was also really in the air, this reflection for everyone. And I think we really managed to to open this kind of dialogue between the different countries, which were seemingly the regions that have to share many things, but with each of the countries, the dynamics was very different. And this was making it very fruitful and very rich in terms of where we were, what was possible to learn from each other, how the different challenges were faced. So this was a very good mix that, that, that was creating the possibility of, of, of looking from different angles into the issue because there were also countries which were in the EU, were outside of the EU, were in the Council of Europe, joining in different moments. There was a good mix, which I thought was, was very interesting and, and creating a lot of reflections, I would say. The second thing was, I think, the, the composition of the group was, was very good because we had different levels of people. So you would have policymakers, you had people from ministries, youth agencies, you had youth workers, you had youth organizations, umbrella youth organizations, both European-wide and national ones, you had local youth work actors, you had research community, you had institutions present, so you also had this very good mix of profiles of, of people who could contribute and also clarify some of the things which were talked there. So it was also this space for, for this cross-intersectoral dialogue, which was also making it quite important also to overstep a bit all these stereotypes that probably exist between each other. 
And the third one, which was quite important for me, this was, a, a, again, an impression that also is continuing to impact also my work now, that there is a lot of support systems which are there on different levels. There's quite a lot of support systems on the European level with bond process and not only the, the, um, but the partnership, the, uh, the European Commission, the Council of Europe, everyone sort of on board very actively. There are processes in all of these um, institutions. They come together at some points, providing really also the, the frameworks in which the community of practice can, can dialogue, can work can learn from each other and move things forward, which I think is, al is also quite important to know that this process with youth work development is on a high agenda of international institutions as well. And there is a possibility in these dynamics, in this process, not to be alone with just our field, but also having this political commitment supporting it. So I would say these three would be for me sort of the highlights, the first, first impression highlights. Thank you, Dragan. What are your impressions? For me, the whole seminar was um, very much about reflecting on what is happening around the continent in relation to youth work and in relation to many other processes that are, some of them closely tied to the agenda and others preceding the agenda and being wider. And then reflections from different sides, from different roles. It wasn't so much about sharing factually what is actually happening country by country or a thematic area by thematic area. It was more about, at least for me, what, what are people thinking? What are people feeling? What are their impressions? So you could hear a lot about different developments in different countries, also beyond the two regions. I think that also mentioned this. And I think that was a nice addition that we also had people from, from other countries there, but also from, from different sectors. So, so this whole feeling as that I was seeing people who are coming with different roles. I think this was very, very present. So people sharing from different roles, from different, different aspects, and then just d discussing and, and thinking out basically about where we are and what has been going on and what we can, we can expect. So we didn't, as I was saying, we didn't really go by country by country, but you could hear the different projects, different initiatives. We had an opportunity to, for example, see and hear about different case studies, good practices coming from the, from the regions. So concrete experiences, concrete developments in relation to the agenda, but a lot of discussion also around what this all means. And you mentioned community of practice. What does it actually mean, this community of practice, and, and what is the role of it and how we expect it to develop? And also this complexity of relationships in the community of practice between the people who are involved in the youth work sector, but also beyond. So I think there was this kind of understanding, mutual understanding that this, everything that we are talking about is complex and so challenging that it does require the involvement of, of different people and different organizations and institutions. So I think the, in overall, it was very cohesive approach. Even the thematic sessions that we had, the parallel workshops, we decided to combine different thematic areas and goals of the, of the agenda. So not really to, to stick to this kind of division according to, to how the agenda is, is actually, how the document, the convention was, was prepared at the end, but more thematic approach, for example, we, we spoke at the same time about the community of practice and beyond. So, so we combined different themes and I think it came very naturally that, that many 
developments and many challenges came out to the survey in a, in a way that was very spontaneous, I feel. Thank you, Dragan. Oh, that's a lot. I don't think we have enough time to discuss all of this. And we cannot repeat the seminar anyway during these 30 minutes. Laszlo, would you like to share your impressions? First of all, I would also tell a little bit about why we decided to have it in Sarajevo, the event. Maybe it's important to acknowledge because it was a very, it was crucial actually to have a very good local support from youth organizations on the local level and from Sarajevo. So it was essential to have them on. But basically, as also Zara pointed out, it was, it was a kind of a dilemma for us where to bring this seminar because we wanted also to, to bring it to one of the countries where it brings a kind of added value to the local reality as well. It's also important for the partnership that we bring these activities sometimes to the regions. But obviously, because of the ongoing conflicts and armed conflicts in Eastern Europe, it was very difficult and very risky to take it to Eastern Europe. And therefore, we consider that it's better this time to keep it in Southeast Europe. And also, as we have not had activities in Bosnia and Herzegovina for long, we decided to go for Sarajevo and we were very happy with the location. And still, I think I have to say that, that we had a very good representation from both regions, which we were very happy with. So we had around 60 participants and it was more or less balanced between the two, two regions and I was very happy about that. And one of the aims was also to reconnect after the COVID period, to let people meet in person. And I think this is also something that he achieved and people really appreciated the, the, the opportunity for networking and meet in person. Thank you. I hope that the connection was successful. And yeah, one thing is... is basically use time to meet and to reflect, even if uh, the reflection or either the reflection is based on kind of factual information or the projects you were talking about, or some kind of vision or, or maybe, I don't know, challenges, things that you have in mind when you think about youth work development or recognition of youth work in Southeast and Eastern Europe. But uh, the European Youth Work Agenda, I would like to ask about it, if it's possible to summarize it, of course. Where are we with the implementation of European Youth Work Agenda in Southeast and Eastern Europe, if it's possible to, to say in a few minutes? Because I assume there were a lot of developments when it comes to youth work, when it comes to, to youth policy. And I saw the different papers that were actually presented during the conference. And it's very clear that there is a lot of uh, developments uh, also thanks to the support from the European Union and also the Council of Europe. But there's also a lot of challenges as well at the same time. So if we can kind of sketch a little bit a picture of the state of the implementation of European Youth Work Agenda in these regions. Maybe I can start very quickly and then pass to my colleagues. One thing which I find quite interesting is that these kind of meetings prove somehow that processes which come to support the youth work development, for example, the youth, European Youth Work Conventions, which were once in five years, uh, more or less, they give a very good boost and they give a very good push for the processes. And it's, it's very important to have these this nice, nice pushes because every time with this small push, the theme comes up in the agenda. And not only on the level of, of youth organizations, because in many countries, youth work is promoted by youth organizations, much more than from the, the governmental strategies. And this is not good or bad. This is a bit more the, the reality. And European Youth Work Agenda is also another framework which helps to put things into a perspective. Also helping 
shape a little bit the, the general strategies and saying, okay, so these can be done. Because often one of the, the, the difficulties is that even if you want to push forward, develop the field, very often you might not know from where to start, where to go, what are the different areas, what is this kind of a package deal for me to be able to make meaningful changes in the approaches and in the ways. And, and, and these kind of processes, I think, give a very good development possibility. Mm, for all the levels. But if we speak on the situation in the regions, you're right, Darek, it will, it will be difficult to, to summarize it because it's very, in, in, in very se se several dynamics, I would say. But one thing for sure is that in the region, the, the theme of youth work is on the agenda. And this is already a good first step. The second, in many countries, there is a drive of recognition of the profession of youth worker, be it in the national qualifications framework, be it in formal educational institutions, being taught as a profession, being it recognized as a profession that is needed in youth work settings, youth clubs, youth centers, cultural centers, etc., etc. And it seems like this drive is really there with this recognition of the profession itself. With in some countries with the certification possibilities, with educational possibilities, etc. So this this seems to be in many places. Another, I would say, thread is related to the the, the service as such, the youth work offer being developed. So in many places you will have youth centers being developed, being established, being refurbished, being changed in their content, also financed by international institutions, but also the national governments. So in many places, the youth work is, is sort of channeled into youth centers and youth clubs. Um, and this is also in, in some places you would have strategies developed for the youth work field. So th th there are things which are moving quite a lot. I'm not talking country by country, but these things we heard a lot that there are changes in this, in this sphere. Dragan, would you like to continue? Thank you, Derek. Well, Zara mentioned quite a lot already. Um, to me, I think what, what seems to be the most important is that there is heightened attention to youth work, essentially in, in all the countries, in the regions and beyond. And so, so Zara said it well, I think that youth work is on the agenda. And, and I think that's very different from a few years ago. And whether that's a consequence of the European youth work agenda as such, or it's probably more of a consequence of the different factors. And so the, the strategies of the Council of Europe and the European Union and the recommendation that preceded also the, the, the second or the third convention. So having in mind that a lot of movement, especially in a policy and political level has been happening in Europe in the last years and in the two institutions, now we see this ripple effect, I think on national level. And we could hear during the seminar about different developments. And I, I agree with Zara, it's mostly about recognition of youth work. It's mostly about recognition of youth work as a, as a profession 
as an occupation. We could hear a lot about occupational standards, training programs, educational programs for, for youth workers, but then also political recognition of youth work. In, in most countries, we could hear that youth work is now defined in a law or in another kind of document, that there is some kind of regulation of, of what youth work is. There are many talks about infrastructure where youth work should be offered, so youth centers, clubs, etc. What is very important, I think, is that this, there is this higher awareness now about the importance of quality standards, ethical standards. So I think we were not there a few years ago. If, if Until very recently, we were focused on provision of youth work, uh, providing funds, the basic resources to actually offer any kind of youth work activities. Now, I was personally very happy to hear practitioners from the fields and different stakeholders talking about how it is important to, to set the standards, to agree, to establish different kind of assessment processes, to define the ethical the value of, of the provision of youth work. So we are, I think, more and more talking about quality of what we are doing in Europe and in the different countries. Thank you. That's good to hear your very kind of positive thoughts about, about the implementation of the European Youth Work Agenda or development of youth work in these two regions, especially taking into account, as Zara said at the beginning, the regions that are, that are affected very much by negative things like the war in Ukraine, for example, which definitely has an influence on the development of youth work. Although we've heard from other podcasts how youth work is done and how easily and quickly it adapts as well to the situation, finds its place and Im also immediate responses that are actually needed, getting on board the whole community and, and actually responding to, to the crisis. Okay, yeah, that's, that's a good thing because, yeah, all in all, the, the aim of the European Youth Work Agenda is actually to strengthen youth work. So it should act as, as an equal partner with other policy fields. So, so hearing from you that the profession is recognized or is being recognized and that uh, there's a lot of developments, the things that, she, that were not there a few years ago, that's, that's a good thing. Okay, lessons learned. So a lot of reflections, a lot of listening, probably, because there were a lot of inputs in the seminar. What are we coming with or what are you, you are coming with from or other people as well coming with from this from this seminar? You were the rapporteurs, so you you probably summarized it nicely. So it would be really nice to to see what we are coming with from this seminar. What what you learned? So it is very difficult to summarize all the discussions and everything that was happening. It was just two days, but two very full days with a lot happening. With Zara, we tried to, to summarize some, some key points. And one of the big things that we kept hearing about was that how youth work recognition and all the processes are very much long-term processes, that a lot of patience is, is needed. And I think there was this realization from everyone that, yes, we need to be patient and change on this level does not happen overnight. And I think somebody even used the term painful patience, that it's not easy. It, it hurts to wait for so long, but, but it, it is as, as it should be because we need to... Um, not see this process as a sprint, but rather as an obstacle course, somebody said, or probably as a marathon. So there was this awareness that it would take a long time and we, all of us, we have to keep working. And one of the, the speakers said, keep keeping on and, and not give up, but keep working and being. So that was one big thing. Another thing that was 
also very obvious was how different roles and different areas and different interest areas, etc., are overlapping. So it was very difficult for, for many of the present participants to, to put themselves into one role to decide if they are youth work practitioners or policymakers or researchers. Many of them took different roles and identified with different, different jobs, but also different parts of the, of the process. And, and it was very obvious that what was happening was very much cross-sectorial. So collaboration was necessary between different stakeholders, different professionals, but also people from different stakeholders themselves had to put different hats. And if we speak of this triangle about youth policy and practice and research, many people seem, seemed to be involved in, in the different sides of the triangle, which I, I think probably also says a lot about the need to support practice with, with evidence-based approach, so with research. And, and to transfer that into policy. So things are interconnected. And then speaking of, of interconnectedness, there was a lot of discussion also about the need to link European with national level and local level processes. And I wouldn't say there were any conclusions on how this could be successfully done because obviously it was a challenge in many places. First of all, how to make European policies and developments relevant for the, for the local level. So the relevant for the municipal worker or for the youth worker in a small youth club in a rural area in whichever country. And then how to make sure that the principles and values and priorities of, of the European policies are actually translated and transferred in those national and local documents. And also the, the importance of acting locally. I would also point out one more thing, and this was the, the, the realization also, I think, for many people that there was no one way of of doing things correctly. I think many people came with the expectation, and this was also visible from the expectations that put on the, on the stickers in the beginning. They came with the expectation to learn how to do things. So how to develop youth work, how to improve quality of youth work in their countries, how to work on, on recognition. And then from the many discussions, it, it seemed that the common conclusion was that there is no one right approach. There are many different ways that work for different contexts and for different realities. And what is important is that the different sides are in this together, that it's not youth workers and organizations versus the governments, but it's working together in, in partnership and, and finding a way for recognition of youth work that actually makes sense for the realities, needs, and the opportunities that exist on a national level. Thanks, Draga. It's good to hear that there is no one way to do things, which basically very much follows the, the definition of youth work that is in different European documents. Zara, anything to add to this lessons learned? Maybe just a couple of things. One, I think, big discussion was around the bond process. It's, it's clear that it's a multilateral, multi-level multifaceted, quite complex, multi-component process, which is there. A process which is facilitated, but needs to be made live and uh, impactful also with participation of the, the community of practice in it. It does give possibilities of, of mutual support. And this needs to be taken care of by people who the, the process was also made for. And the effort which the institutions also made to, to have this platform for cooperation, discussion, 
learning from each other and bringing in also this very important um, knowledge from the field to, to bridge any possible gap between the policy and the practice and the, the research field. So it's a good platform to to bring everyone together. Another thing is that the European processes are there with us, both the Council of Europe with the recommendations on, on youth work, with all the programs supporting youth work development, the partnership with a lot of work on promoting also knowledge around and about youth work, the commission with the programs, the NAs with their programs as well, the Erasmus Plus. So all of these programs are there to, to support the practitioners, to help youth work really reach the people who need to be reached the most as well. Because one of the um, discussion was how to make sure that, for example, people from rural areas, people from vulnerable areas, from, from difficult backgrounds, people in difficult situations can also benefit and reach youth work as such. So really this realization that things, things are there and as much as we, we use them, they will be useful for us. And the final thing is maybe we were discussing a lot about the need of positive narratives in the field, about the field, by the field, because it's very often with stories that you tell that things have changed. It's less with numbers. Of course, numbers can also be there. But one of the most important things are stories. And the stories are there. There's millions of these stories. And we need to find a way of really populating the discussion and the discourse with these stories, with positive narratives about and around youth work and our own yeah, life parties that have been impacted by, by the field. Thanks. So there's, there was a lot of discussion, fruitful, a lot of thoughts after that, a lot of things to take on. So how? How are they going to be taken on, Laszlo, by the partnership? You have a lot of outcomes, some of them probably more practical or tangible than the others. So what's next? Well, actually, when uh, you asked earlier to share our impressions and also you talked about the European Youth Work Agenda, it also came into my mind that most probably it would deserve another podcast episode to talk about the agenda and the bond process itself. As far as I see it, it's a very complex ongoing process that needs patience, as also Dragan and Zara were pointing out. So we need to keep on keeping on, working on it. At the moment, the European Youth Work Agenda is a large patchwork of a lot of initiatives on all levels, which is actually great. But of course, we need certain concrete steps also to keep this European level process somehow continuous, not to lose the momentum. And actually, this seminar was also one of one of the important steps for us to, to, to move on, especially after the COVID era. As Zara mentioned, the Council of Europe adopted and the Committee of Ministers adopted the Youth Work recommendation in 2017. Then the third Youth Work Convention took place in 2020, followed by the, of the EU Council resolution on the European Youth Work Agenda. So there are a lot of important political steps taken and a lot of follow-up also, including, for example, an ongoing review of the impact of the Council of Europe's Youth Work recommendation that is happening now. And what comes next is actually that our next year's flagship event, so the partnership's flagship event, the symposium, will be also dedicated to this process next May or June. We will communicate the exact dates and the place very soon to the community of practice. And basically our intention with organizing this large-scale event with around 100 participants is to, to provide space for continuity discussions on where where are we now to, to have a look at on the European level what has been achieved 
and also to discuss together where should we continue going on or keeping on, as the <laughs> keynote speaker was pointing out in the uh, seminar. We also hope that this symposium will be or might be a, some kind of midterm meeting of the community of practice between the previous convention and maybe an upcoming future convention in 2025. Let's hope that this will also take place. And also what is important for us, not only to keep this continuity, but that the partnership wishes to regularly contribute with knowledge, so to make this work evidence-based. So we will be presenting also the outcomes of two mapping studies, one on different existing models of recognition of use for core skills and competencies, and another one on, on a general mapping study on European use for ecosystems. And we are really looking forward to, to have these results and to present it and discuss it at the symposium. Thank you. Thank you, Zara. Thank you, Dragan and Laszlo as well for sharing your reflections and impressions and thoughts after the seminar. We are waiting for the report to be to be finalized, also to to get a glimpse of what was happening in the seminar. You want to add something, Laszlo? Mm -hmm. It just reminded me of our webpage. So uh, all, even though we are still waiting for the, the reports to, to come, in the meantime, we published a lot of outcomes and the presentations related to this activity on, on the webpage dedicated to the seminar, including a lot of visuals. Some of them are specifically listing the, the eight key areas of the European Youth Work Agenda in a visual format. So it can, can be very uh, interesting for also the, the people who are listening or, or working on this issue. And also we have the graphic recording and other materials, important links to policy documents and so on there. So I just encourage everybody to visit the page and find additional munition for our work there. Thanks. I just wanted to say it, but thank you that you did it. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. Yes, when you go to the web page of the partnership and the link will be in the notes to this episode. And when you go through all these papers and, and the visuals and so on, it's quite a lot there. You can almost feel like you were there. You can get a taste of what what was the content discussed in the in the seminar. Thanks a lot again. And yeah, and that's it for today. Thanks.